When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Sesame McConaughey Carta. McConaughey Carta. Alright, alright. Yeah, alright, alright, alright. Yep. You are the McConaughey. The McConaughey. Ho. Hey. Ho. You know what would have been really cool if Matthew McConaughey was in the the movie that we're going to talk about. That would have been that would have been a lot cooler if he was. Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 anybody from the cast of Dazed and Confused was in this movie, it would be better. <laughs> yes, yes. Even the one dude who just like talks about getting high the entire time, like uh... <clears throat> Rory Cochran. Um... I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I guess they all were. <laughs> um, anyways, um, today on the show, we are covering a religious film that has been called the Christian version of Saw. Did you see Saw? Uh, like seesaw? Yeah, I used to go on the seesaw. So no, oh no, you mean that? Uh, no, yes, I have watched the movie Saw. Unfortunately, well, the first one was okay. Yeah. Saw two, and I think the the final Saw before they made the the Jigsaw backstory movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, not a huge fan of that style of yeah. horror. I think it's just gratuitous when it comes to gore. Doesn't really have much. Uh, well, it does have suspense, but the suspense is all about whether something's going to happen violent, as opposed to like let's say, uh, you know, Halloween or a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which you know did have some violence in it, but a lot of it had to do with just running away and that kind of thing, yeah. you know, trying to escape the, the killer. Uh, but, you know, to, to each their own. But, uh, but yeah, I like the Christian version of, of Saw because I didn't think I would ever utter the phrase the Christian version of Saw in my entire life. But, uh, you know, yeah, here we are, you know, so. I mean, the 
the next Saw movie I hear, Jigsaw comes back and he just abducts people <laughs> and makes them watch this movie. Yeah, that's it. That's the whole that's thing. the whole movie. Yeah, that's it. You just have people yeah, captured they... giving a commentary on the movie The Reconciler. Yeah, and they gotta just keep watching it on a loop until they reconcile their the fact that they're watching the reconciler. Yeah, I, I had to reconcile things with myself while I was watching this movie so I could get out of watching the rest of it, but I still yeah. had to watch it, so it was kind of yeah. kind of hard yeah, to do. Um, yeah, so this movie came out in 2015. It was one of, if not the last movie, of former WWF star Roddy Piper. That's sad. Yeah. He had, like, <laughs> two scenes in the whole movie. Um yeah, I know, but they made him like like he was one of the stars. Yeah. <laughs> like starring it's like he was in like literally a, I mean, well league. well he is the biggest name on in the cast, so <laughs> Oh yeah, most yeah, most definitely. And I, I mean I was reading online in the trivia that they shot this movie for eleven days. Three of those days at the beginning of the movie they shot Roddy's scenes and then the rest of the movie they shot after that. So I mean, yeah, it shows. Yeah. And they shot him all, you know, and, and yeah, um, I got other uh, things to say about that later. But anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I will say, um, you know, Roddy's not a bad actor. No, he's not. Not necessarily good in this movie, though. But um, <laughs> the um, so this film came out in 2015. It was uh, directed and co-written by a guy with a really cool name, Sean Justice. Ooh. Yes. I doubt that's his real name, but... Uh... I don't know, but it's it's like, you know... I mean, it might be a TV show that follows Judy Justice on Freebie or something, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Judge Judy's new show. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's directed eight things. Um, let me see. What has he directed? He's directed a movie called The Murder of Innocence, Out of Darkness, The Reconciler. <laughs> And then two music videos for somebody named Jan Michael Looking Wolf. And a movie called Going the Distance. <laughs> yeah. I think I've heard of that one. Uh, actually, there's an, it's a, probably another movie called Going the Distance you've heard of. Um, that was actually well known. But this is a... Uh, Another, what appears to be low-budget Christian film. Yeah. Um, as well as A Murder of Innocence. That's probably an anti-abortion film. Actually, hmm. Based on the true story of a community, a community is rocked by the double homicide of a prominent couple... And the local police struggle to find the killer. 
as a dark dis- darkness settles over the town, Albert, the new resident pastor, must help his church and family overcome the aftershocks by providing stability, healing, and hope, while his wife, Amy, must come to grips with her own fear through her faith. I mean, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Okay, this movie. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Initial thoughts. It exists. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, <clears throat> I kind of liked it just because of how bad it was um, in some parts. Uh, interesting concepts. Uh, <clears throat> it was short, so that was good. Yeah. Um, you know, you had a long intro, which a lot of these movies tend to they tend to have a way too long of an intro. Like you don't even don't even have intros that long in Marvel movies. Um, which it, it like seems like I mean, and and I mean, I'm probably guilty of this in movies that I've produced or worked on or anything in the past too. Where lower budget movies tend to have these like long opening credits that just you know are pointless. <laughs> You know, I wonder why that's the thing. Is I think it's to like I think it's to pad out time. Oh, okay. that's my my. I mean, cause there's also like in this movie and in other lower budget movies that I've seen, you know, Christian or otherwise. There's always this, uh, like, uh, a lot of lingering shots and stuff like that, or scenes that really could have been cut down. You know, like this movie probably could have been done in 45 minutes. Yeah, with yeah, with all the, I don't know. I mean, I maybe I was just kind of like in a weird state of mind, but I kind of was just liking like the, the open space of some of the. Oh yeah, I scenes. understand. I, I'm just saying like this this concept <laughs> sort of could have been like done in an episode of Criminal Minds. Not that that's what oh, it yeah. was, you know. But you know what I mean. Like if it was a, if it was really like a saw thing but it's not but you know what i mean like but the the whole story you could have gotten rid of a lot of a lot of meat that they had on the bones that they didn't necessarily need yeah that's my initial thoughts on it so <laughs> but yeah other than that just uh just like very bizarre concept because i mean you got jigsaw okay so his whole thing is that he kidnaps people who have either done a lot of bad things or are just like at the end of their rope and then he puts them through this sort of like heroin experience where where it's they can technically get out of which you know some of the later saw movies you have someone who takes over you know the mantle but he he's just sadistic and just makes it so you can't even escape the traps at all he just wants to yeah. torture kill them but but jigsaw is a her character, his whole thing was, you know, he wanted people to, like, basically want to be alive, but, you know, he, I mean, he was very crazy in how he did it, but that was kind of his thing where technically... But but, but, but overall, he's a nice guy, and... Um... No, not really. He's oh, crazy. wait. <laughs> well, he's violent and crazy at the same time. <laughs> crazy and not violent. But uh, but he's both, and um, because, you know, the whole story is that he had a terminal illness, and in you know, pretty yeah. much nobody helped him, and so he way of him is sort of exacting his revenge slash giving other people a chance to, you know, appreciate life. He put him through these heroin experiences where technically you could get out of you just it'd be very painful. But he designed them very mm-hmm. specifically that you could 
you could get out. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. like a trip. Yeah. So the Christians who made this movie were like, you know, it'd be really cool if we did the same exact thing, but without all of the, like the torture devices, and instead we're gonna make it into like a sort of like Christian, or at least like some tor- some type of spiritual slash religious person who is going to abduct people, which is a felony, I have been told. And, um, you know, puts them to sleep. Yeah, I found some... that out the hard way. I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, puts <laughs> them to sleep somehow. I don't know exactly. And then yeah, they wake up, these two guys wake up in, like, this sort of, you know, storage warehouse room area, you know, with, like, pallets, wooden pallets and stuff like that. And, um which is just like how the beginnings of Saw movies begin. And first is the younger dude wakes up and he's, he's trying to figure out a way out. Then the sort of middle-aged guy, he's, he gets up, you know, after the young guys like prodding him with like a cane and he wakes up and he's like, where are we? Blah, blah, blah. You know, all this stuff. So then they're like both trying to, you know, figure out how to get out or why, you know, why somebody would do that to them. Etc. And so, like the the older guy, like middle aged guy, he's like, he's like a journalist, and he's like, he's like, I think I understand why we might be here, and blah blah blah, you know. And he's yeah. Like, so we I've got right. we got these two yeah. characters. The first character is uh, it's Alex. Yeah, Alex, and is played by Jeremy Steele. And we have a character named Ed, who is played by Scott um, Galbraith who was the co-writer of the movie. And he's been a lot of, in a lot of movies from the same company called like justice films or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Which or... is owned by Sean justice. And he's also a, a magician, uh, not, not, not in like an occultist. Cause that would go against his religion, yeah. but like, like an actual, like a stage, uh, like magician. He's not a wizard, and... Harry. No, 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 not oh, that. Okay. Except that goes against his probably Christian fundamentalist opinions. But, uh, but yeah, he, he apparently I I, cause I actually read an interview with him, you know, about or whatever about him or with him, and he was talking about how he got into like magic when he was just like really really young and pursued it, and he's he's pretty much like a professional musician as well, not mean the magician as well as you know acting and writing in, in these um, religious based uh, films, including uh, this one, which I gotta say. I, I sometimes wonder if these Christian films and shows are like sort of in on the joke a little bit, like 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 they're almost kind of making fun of themselves somewhat. Like, yeah, we're Christians and we're doing like this cheesy thing, but like it's also serious at the same time because we're trying. Like, for example, like Bible Man, right? So, like, yeah, they they showed. I I saw like a trailer for like one of the i don't know which one it was like 2007 or something yeah and like it had like i said like more more action um more spandex uh non-stop scripture so it's like that wasn't that I'm fake not... fake trailer you sent me was it no 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 no, no, that, okay. no that was no, no all right <laughs> this was an actual trailer for one of the i think it was called uh i don't know which what it was well shadow of doubt or yeah. something like that and uh and so, like, you know, I doubt that, like, 
they would write in like more spandex and like thinking yeah. that was being serious. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I think, well, well the, the, the tone of, uh, of those movies is not serious. It's more like a, in a way it's kind of like the Adam West Batman sort of feel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is so. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but they try to, at the same time, like promote, you know, or doctrinate, you know, people with, with their, you know, their particular, you know, version of Christianity, whatever, but they're doing it in like a jokey kind of way. <clears throat> I don't know. I just wonder if like, you know, cause there's no rule that says that Christians can't have a sense of humor. Oh, Although, yeah. you know, right wing, right wing Christians, that's a different story. But like, uh, so I, I just wonder sometimes if like, they were like, yeah, what if we did like a Christian version of Saul? So it's kind of like, they're sort of like winking at it while at the same time they, they want to like, you know, promote their own like you know faith-based type of ideology i don't know i just it well, seems yeah. it just seems weird to me that like if anyone were to actually make this and think to themselves like yeah you know what'd be really cool <laughs> if we made a christian version of saw but without any of the violence and just all the talking and then have like this weird <clears throat> subplot going on where like the jerk like rod you know was it robbie uh what's his name i forgot roddy piper sorry roddy piper is like the like the 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 boss of some like um newspaper and he wants like one of his top reporters to do this story about quote the the grain of america well, it's, like, it's not one of his top reporters. It's his, uh, it's it's his like social reporter who oh. he's trying to get to move up and everything. And okay, here's one of my issues with casting. Mm-hmm. Nothing major, but Sherry Morris, who plays the role, is like a middle aged woman herself, and he keeps referring to her as kid. <laughs> yeah, and right. um, she, it, it's like she's playing like this new like. Oh, this this go getter reporter that wants to, uh, you know, be the next uh, big star at the paper. It's not yeah. usually. I mean, I mean, sometimes it happens, but it's not usually somebody who's in their like, you know, forties or fifties. Right. Yeah, that's just maybe she got a late start in her career. No, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. They just like yeah, sure. Like, hey, kid, or whatever. It's like, I think she's like five years younger than you, but like, yeah, basically, <laughs> I think she is. She's like five or ten years younger than Roddy Piper. So, yeah. Like... So, yeah, so he's like the boss, and he he's like, I had this conversation with my dad the other day, and he was talking about like the grain of America, like, like things used to be like black and white. And that's the other thing. So, like, uh, uh, not to go on a too big of a tangent, that's another thing I've noticed in a lot of these Christian based films is that they try. They try to like ride this line of like where they don't want to outwardly criticize like progressive causes, but they kind of want to undercut them a little bit by saying like, "Oh, this is part of the grain of America. Like things used to be black and white, and now things are more gray." And then they'll throw in like, "Yeah, like equal rights for people." So like it's meant to sort of like hint that like that's a bad thing. Like they won't outwardly outwardly say it, but like that's the implication that like you know like. Black people having rights is bad, you know. Gay people having rights is yeah, bad. They're they're, they're they're talking in there, and he's like something about like, oh, we have electric cars, and you know, this green new energy, and all this other stuff. And he's like saying stuff like that, and he's like, so the world should be good, right? Almost implying that the electric cars and things of that nature are bad, and it's yeah, like and somehow it's, somehow unreligious. 
Yeah, that's, <clears throat> I mean that's that's part of the right wing <clears throat> Christian ideology, of course. Uh, is you know <clears throat> progress is bad. You know, um, non Christians having rights is bad. Um, non white Christians especially is bad. Um, we need to be ruled by you know an iron fist with Christ as the head of the government, and anyone who's a non believer is automatically sent to like the you know concentration camps and killed. You know that kind of thing. That's what they believe. You know that's that's they're sick individuals, but that's hey, that's you know you're allowed to be sick in this country. But anyway, so um and. You know, so that's kind of the implication there, like, because he, he specifically specifically even mentions, like, yeah, equal rights for most people. So he says most people. So by by that is implying that Christians now have, they don't have equal rights because it's kind of reminds me of, like, the people who are, like, hate trans people, where they're like, oh, like, they want equal rights now, so that means that, like, real women are having less rights. It's like, but rights aren't, like, a finite no. resource. Like, it's not, like, something that you quantify like oh we have 10 donuts and now that's, half of those donuts go to this like that's, that's not how that you, works you can't like, go to rights are us and buy your rights you know it's no like it a doesn't store work down the street. Yeah. Buy right right mark oh, maybe right aid right. maybe you can get them at right aid i don't know oh right aid as R-I-G-H-T. <laughs> yeah i like that right aid so so anyway so so that's the implication and then he Basically, he's like, yeah, you know, if you don't want to do this, I guess you can go back to your fashion or what? No, wedding, um, re- wedding like reviews or or whatever fashion kind of thing. things. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, you know, she'll do it, you know, because that's her shot to, you know, mm-hmm. kind of move up in the company or whatever. So she talks. Her first interview is like a like a pastor or a priest at a church her her mom goes to, um. You know, she's basically asking them, like, oh, so do you think that, like, you know, God's not present anymore or whatever type of thing? Or, And he's like, well, this country's never been, like, a, a Christian nation, like, in, in the sense of, like, a theocracy. It's like, at least that's good. At least the movie's not promoting, like, a theocracy. So, I guess, like... I want to point something out here, too. Sure. We never see her mom. We hear her on the phone at one point. Yeah, and she's alive because she said she yeah. goes to the church. So, and, yeah. Okay, so so the thing here it is, it seems like there's kind of like almost like a strained relationship between this woman and her mom, like they're distant in a way. And right, the whole the whole point actually... of this movie is talking about how you need to reconcile, you know, differences in your lives with people you care about and things of that nature and be close to each other. Yet the bad writing of this movie didn't have a scene at all where the mother and the daughter were together, which would have like highlighted that. Yeah, point. that's a good. That, that's a really great point, and also too. So like you know, to go back into like the the like the main plot. Well, I guess they're both main plots, but like where the the two guys are in the you know in the the like the warehouse or whatever. So Ed, he's he's a journalist, and he's actually been writing a story, or he has written about this quote. This this person called the reconciler who abducts people and then he forces them to reconcile their differences or he's just gonna like let them starve to death I guess and uh which is you know great and then uh and then so but the Alex is a graphic design designer and then this woman I forgot her name um she's a journalist so I'm sitting there thinking okay so maybe the reconciler is gonna like kidnap her as well. And then he's gonna like force them to like basically like write yeah, and, the story about him. And, and, or, and like, he's he, like... he's a reporter, 
and right, you know, or you know, as far as we know at this point, and um, it's like, <laughs> you know, what I'm what I'm saying is like he, it, it's like why make him a reporter and have another subplot about a reporter that honestly did not need to be in this movie. No, um, <laughs> at all. Yeah, her, her, the B plot really just fizzled out. It didn't have anything. Like they didn't, they didn't really. Well, they did connect. They connect. They, they vaguely connected it later, and I've got issues with that too. Which didn't make but, any sense either. Yeah. I didn't understand that. That was we anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So I was thinking, okay, maybe maybe this reconciler is gonna like force them to do like a media blitz on them because he got two reporters and he got a graphic designer. So yeah. I was thinking, okay, they're gonna make 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 them make like a website dedicated to this reconciler and like you know. Put it out there. Although 2014, you still had things like Instagram and stuff that you would make a video, not a website, because people don't really go to websites oh, yeah. anymore. But no, fine, no matter. And uh, so, so she's like going around, you know, like the the priest or pastor, or whatever, is basically saying like, yeah, we're, like we've never been a theocracy, but we have been like a Christian cultural, which you know is not true at all. Um, where it's like, oh, most of our founding fathers actually believed in God. It's like, yeah, they believed in God. Doesn't mean that they were Christians. In actuality, a lot of them were Freemasons, and some at of that them, point in time, some of them weren't even religious, though. Some of them were more atheistic no. and stuff too. But that, yeah, some yeah. of them were atheistic. Uh, Benjamin Franklin was a deist, which mm-hmm. basically means that you believe in God, but you believe that God created everything and then pretty much just sat back and just allowed creation to just unfold naturally on its own. So there's no. There's which, no, like, which, which meant that you could spend years in France and have sex with a bunch of women and in like some kind oh, of, of course, yeah. cult like settings. Well, because there's no that's like what morality. Franklin did. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. I mean, he was he was obviously known as a philanderer, mm-hmm. and um, very much so. so. That's why he liked going to Fran- France so much. Is because, yeah, you know, you know, France had a little bit more, a little bit more liberatory, uh, yeah, you know, view when it came to romance and and, and the like, but uh. Yeah, so he was a deist. Um, George Washington was a Freemason. A couple of the other founding fathers. Back then, you know, it might not seem like a big deal now. Back then, though, being a Freemason was seen as being, like, completely opposed to being a Christian. So, like, to be a Christian and a Freemason at the same time would pretty much, like, all the other Christians would pretty much just denounce you as not being a real Christian. Even if you yourself were just, such as George Washington, he was, he was both. But the thing is, it's like, at that time, he would have been considered, like, a super liberal, progressive Christian yeah. if if he was, like, if he was, like, in our time, and then was up to, like, our modern standards of, like, liberalism and progress or whatever, he would be, like, considered, like, not when it came to, like, issue of slavery and stuff like that, but, like, you know, I'm talking about just, like, the, the ideological yeah. grounds. So, but again, like, you know, you don't, right-wing Christians don't really care about facts and history. So that's, that's a given, right? So, um, so he's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't talk to me though, like, or any other religious leaders. You should probably like talk to like, you know, regular people, you know, that type of thing. It's like, okay. So then she goes to like the soup kitchen and she's just talking to this, like, this Asian dude who of course has the stereotype of like, my family came from a place where it was illegal to believe in God, you know, because like. God forbid you're just like an Asian dude who just like has like a normal upbringing. You know what I mean? Like my my, my thing with this though is these are regular people, quote unquote. Yeah. But they all seem to be parishioners at this church. Yeah, exactly. 
if, 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 if you want to get a, a broad stroke of, of the religious beliefs, maybe talking to these different religious leaders would start first, but then talking to people at each of these, you know, each of these congregations would make more sense than talking to just people from one church. Exactly. Maybe they only have one church in that town. Maybe that's it. Well, she was going to go talk to other religious leaders, so there's obviously... <laughs> yeah, but she can't do that because it's a Christian film. You're not allowed to talk about talk to other religious people, you know. So you got well, well, sure well, 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 even you, talking to like a Baptist and then a then a Methodist preacher would have no. You got to only stick to your particular sect of Christianity, let alone not talk to other actual other religions like a rabbi or an imam or you know a Hindu priest or whatever. Anyway, so uh, so she's talking to this Asian dude. He didn't really say what country he was from. So I'm thinking. Possibly China, because I know that yeah. they they have laws there pretty much against, well, I don't know if they have laws against being a Christian, but they're, you know, it's it's really, yeah they, they do have to kind of write a fine line between that, because any anything that the government... It, it, it kind of is, you know, I mean, I think you can in private, but it's not like... It's yeah, yeah, it's it's very, it's, it's yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm guessing that, or maybe North Korea... But it's much harder to get out of North Korea than China because yeah. in Korea, you're not actually even allowed to leave the country at all. Yeah, China, I think um, you can. Yeah, but I mean, th- then he implies because you know he came from a place where you weren't allowed to like really practice your religion that he's kind of implying that America's becoming that, which is far from the truth. But yeah, yeah, because he's implying that like. Because, you know, enforced atheism of China is the same thing as people choosing to not be religious in America. No, that's not the same thing at all. It literally isn't because China literally, the Chinese Communist Party literally had to force people to not be religious. Not just Christian, of any religion. Like traditional, like Confucianism, uh, like Taoism, like it was like... yeah. Like the spirituality of like let's say the kung fu masters, they they killed a lot of the kung fu teachers because there was sort of like a cult of personality that was sort of built up around some of them where like their students believe like they even had like sort of like mystical powers and shit like that. So the government was like, no, we got we got nip that shit in the butt oh, real yeah. quick. So they would kill. So like it wasn't just like persecution of Christians; it was Muslims. Oh yeah. Even to this day, they're throwing Chinese Muslims into concentration camps in china because they believe that they're like basically an ideological threat so it's like it's all what he's saying is not wrong but again it's like the implication of like oh well we're losing god in this country so we're going to become just like china no like you're an idiot and and that like i said that whole storyline is just so pointless to the rest of the story the time filler it was it's it's time filler and it it's it it's over preaching. The thing is, is like I think this movie would have been better served to focus more on the the reconciler itself, you know, as opposed to this other story that has no connection whatsoever to the reconciler. No, it doesn't. Literally, see, that's what I was. I was thinking that this there was it was gonna like <laughs> the two subplots were going to merge at some point. That's what I was thinking. And no, it just it was a completely different thing. So yeah, you're right. You're right. She's like she's like five years younger than Roddy Piper's character. 
and yet he keeps calling her kid for some reason. Fine. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, she talks to this dude. I think that's pretty much it for her. And then she talks to someone else at the end, and that's pretty much her story. But like the the Saul part. So, so Alex finds like something in his coat or whatever, and it's like a key. Yeah. So then there's like there's like this trunk that's right next to them that they never noticed for some reason until this moment and they open it and then there's like a body in there i'm like okay this is starting to get dark all right it's kind of cool actually let's see what happens I'm like no unfortunately the guy's alive you know and it's it's um alex's twin brother uh who's like he's like super religious named and... james played by jordan Steele, who is jeremy Steele's brother yeah i figured they were probably siblings and yeah. Basically, their reconciliation is that they were raised super religious, and then Alex, you know, turned his back on God or whatever, according to his brother, and that, you know, and he's like, I I didn't turn my back on God, I just wanted to do my own thing, and, you know, he's like, that's not good enough, you have to, you have to follow rules and regulations, you know, so it's like, so we got, like, the whole, the whole, like, the whole like um what do you call it like a disagreement among christians where you got you got one group of christians who believes that you're quote saved by grace which basically means you can do whatever you want and well that that they won't say that but that's 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 yeah what it that's what it amounts to they they won't they won't say it like that because it sounds bad but that's it's like either way you slice it that's pretty much what it comes out to no matter what because basically as long as you believe in jesus christ that he died for your sins and he was resurrected on the third day and he sits on the right hand side of the father etc um then you're you're good you're you know you're, you're clear kind of thing you, you know you, you should do or the I, right i beg to differ michael sits at the right hand well that's catholic um yeah <laughs> i'm talking about well because catholicism also has uh you you do have to do some works. It's not just a, a clean. Oh yeah. yeah, you're good. You're good for you're good for life. You know, type of thing. Whereas Protestant Christianity, at least at least the evangelical branches, uh, it's pretty much like you're you're washed in the blood of Christ. You're good to go, pretty much. And yeah, they'll they'll tell you you should do the right thing. You should do good, but that's not what's going to get you into heaven or paradise. Your belief. You know, and basically the Trinity and all these, you know, different doctrines, that's what's going to get you into heaven. So even if you are a bad person and you believe all that stuff, you're good to go. Whereas, you know, some of the other fundamentalist Christians, they they might believe that, but they're also on the side of like, you still have to follow all the laws. And, you know, so you can't, you, you know, basically you're not getting like, you're not going to have a get out of hell free car type of thing, which then unfortunately undercuts their entire belief system because if they do believe that they are saved by grace alone and not through deeds then you can't have it both ways essentially right so um so technically from alex's perspective he's actually correct when it comes i mean i think it's all bullshit personally but like because you know like like this whole idea like i've heard this i've heard this story so many millions of times where it's like like they'll literally say this. Like some of these evangelical like pastors will literally say this is that if you have a guy who was like a serial killer or he murdered people, and then it, on his deathbed, if if he's got like thirty seconds of life left, and then if he 
says that he believes in Jesus Christ, that he was, you know, he was died on the cross, resurrected the third day, all that stuff. He's going to go to heaven for that last 30 seconds of sincere belief, yeah, which a lot of, I'm not sure. If, a lot of faiths believe but, that, sadly. Right. So, but then if you have another guy who's been good his entire life, he's, he's you know, he's been good to animals. He's been good to, you know, humans. He's, you know, been good to the environment. He's, you know, he's pretty much like lived, you know, his whole life basically just trying to to do good or offset, you know, the bad that he's putting out there through like consumption and all this kind of stuff. If he's not a believer, not just not a believer in Christianity, but like just that specific version of Christianity and he's going to hell and like, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. Like you have to be brainwashed to actually make that make sense to you. It just, that's how I feel. But anyway, so so they're going off on this whole thing. That's that's what they need to reconcile is because Alex's brother is a piece of shit who, you know, is mad that, like, his brother dared to, like, just be a regular person and not be, like, a total judgmental asshole. And then you've got Ed who's have to, having to sort of, like, play, like, referee, you know, between them and try to, like, get each person's story because he's a journalist, so he needs to, like, you know, report yeah. on the facts or whatever. And, uh, and, uh, and so that's... Anyway, so that's, that's like, the one thing. But then we get, like, flashbacks of, like, some of the other projects if you yeah will, that that uh basically <laughs> basically we have this one story with the these two cops um who wake up in a garage or something inside of a car and they're locked in the car <clears throat> and they're fighting and we don't really find much about it about that except for the fact that the one is resentful of the other because uh she's been on the force longer than he has and he got the promotion and she didn't And then we have another. Yeah. Then we have another story <laughs> with a uh, father and son, um, who wake up in the middle of a state park or something, and uh, they're chained together, <laughs> and they need to escape uh, by finding a, uh, a a bag, like a a backpack full of like. It's got the keys for the chain and all the stuff they need and their cell phones and whatnot. Because, of course, nobody has their cell phones or they don't work either way, you know. So, so Yeah, the reconciler, he, you know, he or, you know, you don't really know what, you know, gender. It's got really, really good, uh, you know, um, ways of cutting off, you know, cell reception. Um, so, oh, of course. So, anyways, the... Uh, the the cops basically end up, you know, before the end of the movie, you know, reconciling and deciding to stay partners and whatnot. Um, we also have a kind of another plot with the with their boss, yeah, who is investigating the reconciler, you know, things. He's got one of his little, uh, you know, Charlie Day on. It's always sunny, like boards with a bunch of like you know pictures of things that you know are connected. Um, conspiracy yeah. theory board. Um, we've got a uh, yeah, we got that going on, and then uh, it's it's just 
you know, he ends up finding them later, finding the boys because their mom called and said that the twins were missing. Uh, which is bizarre. Which okay, so Alex hasn't talked to his parents or his brother in a long time. Why would his mom even know he's missing? Yeah, exactly. And plus, too, they're missing for three days. So they've been in this this warehouse room for three straight days. Like this is like a felony. Um, they're like they're sitting there like debating, like, well, people really sure aren't sure if it's like you know, like if his intentions outweigh the like, dude, no, like this person is literally committing crimes. You can't just abduct people for days on end, expose them to the elements just because you want them to reconcile their differences. That's like, that's not how, you know, and the fact that this is a Christian movie and they're trying to imply like debating whether or not you should do this. I'm like, this is why, like, again, like I, I have a very hard time trusting right-wing Christians. It's not, it's not because of like a prejudice. It's because like, this is how they think. And it's creepy. It's like, you guys can't be like talking about, like whether or not you should do something like this like this is not even like this should not even like cross <coughs> your mind or mm-hmm. like even be something to like debate amongst yourselves let alone make a movie about it and like to the public that anyone can see because that's going to make people wonder like okay like if i see one of these people i'm going to start wondering if they're like going to do this to me if they find out like i've got issues with someone they're going to be like yeah, you need to reconcile the name of Christ or whatever. It's like no, that's 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 weird. Um, but but yeah, so you, yeah, you got the the cops or detectives. They they reconcile their differences, which I guess is cool. Yeah, and, and then, then the, the the dad and the son reconcile theirs because he ends up he first he was hiding with the letter that yeah the reconciler leaves letters to these people. Oh yeah, and, right. um yeah, and and he was like uh. Um, finally reads what it says to, you know, his son, you know, being honest for the first time in his probably life with his son. <laughs> um, yep. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, they reconcile and, you know, everything's hunky-dory there, I guess. I guess, but you just think, what I love about that is so, like, they're, like, climbing <laughs> up <laughs> and it's really dangerous mountain where just like the edge literally just falls oh yeah and, like, and the sun and almost the sun, dies the sun almost died but like there's like hardly any urgency to it like his dad's like all right i'm, I'm just gonna pull you up there buddy and it's just like is that really like the way you would react if my son's like hanging off a cliff like i mean like i guess he's a soldier so maybe he was trained to like not yeah, freak out in a situation like that, but it was just, it seemed very, no pun intended, anticlimactic. Um, you know, sorry, it's a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, at know, least the, uh, their story didn't end right there on a cliffhanger. Oh, exactly. But it was just like, he's like, I got you, buddy. I got you. I'm like, okay, that was a weird, like, all right. And then for some reason, the kid passes out, maybe from just adrenaline or well, not adrenaline yeah. to keep you awake, but like maybe just from the. And then he's hugging him really something. weirdly too. I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah, he picks him up and he's just carrying him around now. Yeah. It was weird, and um, he's like, "I got you, buddy," and like, which is so weird because he kind of looks like 
my seventh grade world history teacher who was also a soldier and he had like really big muscles oh really (laughs) his face kind of looked like this guy not 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 totally but a little bit and uh so i I thought that was kind of funny actually because he even kind of had a similar personality although my teacher was pretty nice and cool but like i don't know just yeah interesting but um he uh yeah, so he carries his son, and they're going to find, like, the keys, blah, blah, blah. They reconcile. So now the only the only group that needs to reconcile is the, the Alex twins. and his brother, and, and the reporter has to, like, I guess, reconcile her faith in God or some whatever. You no, know, because that story like, has no point. Anyway, so... <laughs> that's They want to make it a point for some reason. And then, uh... So... I'll just go with hers first because it's yeah. Go ahead. We just get that one out of the get one out that one out of the way. So she meets like this lady, like this older woman, I guess who goes to this church or something, and she's like, you know, pretty rich. I guess she's got this really beautiful garden, and you know, she she's sitting out there on kind of bench, and then. She's like, I got some lemonade if you want, whatever. By the way, this lemonade's not spiked with anything. She's not gonna wake up like in a warehouse herself or anything like that. But um, and she's basically that would have been a better plot. It would have been no. It would have been if she was the reconciler. That would have been like a total twist. Not Mm -hmm. not like a Mike's hard lemonade twist, you know. But like uh, you know, you know, like uh. You know, like, uh, yeah. it would have been interesting, but uh, no, you know, no dice on that one. And again, so we go back into, like, the the sort of, like, saved by grace alone subplot because she's like, oh, I, I haven't lived a, a saintly life, you know, <laughs> type of thing. Like, you know, implying that she was, like, kind of like, you know, a rebel when she was, you know, a young woman, you know, that type yeah. of thing or whatever. But okay, so we're getting back into that, you know, that whole idea. Fine, I guess. And, you know, she's talking about how, you know, her husband, you know, was very successful businessman, did quite well for himself and all this stuff. But then she, when he died, she turned to God. And then she was like, that's, that's what people do, though, is like when, when things are going good, they, they forget about God. And then when, Things are bad. They they turn to God, and th- things are okay for a while after that. But then, you know, over time, you know. So she's talking about basically saying like World War Two, and how like, you know, the the struggles that people went. She didn't through. seem old enough to have been alive during. Uh, no, no, she no, no, so. no, she doesn't. But but yeah, especially even in 2014, you know, which is yeah. only like nine years ago. But whatever. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> you know that that. You know, you you had to keep your faith in God regardless of the circumstances. Again, that's not a new concept. Every religion teaches that. Quran mentions that very many yeah. times throughout the book. It's 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 a known a known thing, and which again, fine if that's what you want to mm-hmm. put in your movie, whatever. And then you know she, which is weird though, because so then she undercuts herself though, because she's like, I want to show you something. She brings yeah. out. An old newspaper that she obviously saved because this is an old article when she looks like 15 years, 20 <gasps> years younger. Yeah. Saying like local Christian woman donates three three million dollar fortune 
to Christian charities. He can't just be a regular charity. It's got to be specifically a Christian charity. And it, like, you know, it, it, and it, it doesn't name what charity it is either. It's no, not it like it's, you know, a specific church or a specific, you know, you know organization. Like, you know, Muslims, pagans, Buddhists get help, you know, fuck them, right? You know, only yeah, but, 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 but even <laughs> that, it's just like, it's, it's, it's such a generic, I mean, just bad writing with a generic name. Oh, it is. It just says like, Christian charities. It says plural. So they yeah, even know what they like, are. Yeah. And but not only that, the, the point I was gonna make, I mean that's still a good point, but the point I was gonna make was so she's mm. like not humble at all. She saved this yeah. article that from like 15, 20 years ago. It's like shows it to her, like, oh look at this. I donated three million dollars. I'm like, but that goes against everything you so, just been so it's it's about. basic like, it's basically implying that, you know, oh, you know what the best thing you can do for for, for for life and to be a good Christian is to just donate your money to Christian charities. But if you don't, you know, you suck. Yeah, and you suck. And also, you got to make sure that you show it off to everyone how great yeah. a person you are. What? And, like, plus two. The, the like, better again, thing would be to donate it anonymously and not tell anybody. Of course. Exactly. Of course, they'll make the argument of, like, well, you know, I was doing this just to, like, inspire other people to do it, so if they see my face, then the, no, that's bullshit. No, no, but because, like, uh, you know, what would inspire them, too, is if you read, uh, open up the newspaper and it says $3 million were anonymously donated to these charities. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was, it's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. I remember, too, because, like, uh, uh, again, like, you want to go, like, talk about Jesus. So, Jesus said to pray in the privacy of your own, um, basically like a closet essentially like like uh like because you know you know the jews right in public which i don't really have anything there's nothing wrong with that most oh, yeah. do the same thing but when it came when it came to his generation it was like a lot of people were doing it to basically keep up appearances and which you know kind of like going to church exactly same thing. but anyway no matter uh you know and uh you know basically like trying to outdo each other like how long they're praying. So we even have this with, you know, the beginning of the, you know, the, the Bobby or the Baha'i faith where, you know, the, the Shiite Muslims would pretty much try to outdo each other. Like how many, how long they got to stay in prayer, make sure that, you know, they're the last person standing or kneeling, everyone else leaves. Cause that way they're going to yeah. be like, you know, the best believer or whatever, which yeah, was the most if, pious if wins basically. If you're, so, yeah. yeah. If you're doing that though, you're undercutting your own thing because God is not going to, reward that because you're just being an asshole at that yeah. point and actually so like you know so jesus you know to undercut that a little bit was like all right like when you guys pray you know which again all of his followers were fellow jews he was also a jew himself but again that's that's another point but that's 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 besides the conversation but uh and so he's like yeah you know when you guys pray you know you know i want you to pray in private so no one can see you uh so no one can Say like, oh my God, this guy was sitting in prayer for three hours. Oh, he must be such a saintly, ugh, blah blah blah. You know, so for her to be like, oh, check out this article about me where I donate three million dollars. It's just like, okay, you just undercut yeah. your entire philosophy there. But that's that's fine if that's what you want to do, I guess. But, but that, again, but like that's said, what you do when you're a, when you're a superfluous character who doesn't need to be in the movie. Exactly. So yeah, to your point, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's bad <laughs> writing, pointless writing, doesn't need to exist. I mean, the reporter doesn't need to exist, but she definitely doesn't need to exist at all. It's just a complete throwaway character because she makes no appearance. Uh, appearance or I- anything she said makes no appearance. Like later on, like in the movie. So, so yeah. Finally, we get to back to Alex 
and his brother. I, I always forget his brother's name. Uh, oh, but, but earlier in, in in this in this story though too, <clears throat> she did meet with a little girl. Oh yeah, that's right. Who was really creepy as hell, and uh, um, yeah. <laughs> said that she almost died and then met Jesus, and Jesus said that uh, that. Uh, the reason that he let her leave live was so that uh, he could meet this woman or something, which right. is really weird. And then just the girl, no offense to her. I mean, she's probably a nice young person. It's just she just came off as like creepy. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I would be too if I like. Well, that's the other thing too is like the way so she did, the... her her line delivery because that's the other thing. This the acting in this movie is. It's like, a, uh, I mean, like it's it's like third grade play. Ed, Ed, and Alex's brother were decent. I think. Yeah, uh, and they were like you know the ones pretty much having like the bottle episode uh-huh. portion of the film. And uh, for those who don't know what that means, that basically means you're like in one place yeah. for the whole um, episode or movie or whatever. And uh, so I guess Saw would technically be considered like a bottle movie, essentially, yes. um, because it's all takes place for the most part in that same warehouse. Mm-hmm. But um, hey, but this is just one room in the warehouse, let alone the entire warehouse. But whatever. And uh, and so they they basically reconcile their shit through the help of, of Ed because he's like the journalist, so he's you know, he's got the training on how to, like, you know, get both sides of the story without making the other person interrupt, you know, the other person just let them say their piece, you know, type of thing. You know, again, because he's a journalist, so he knows what he's doing. And, well, a good journalist knows that's what you're supposed to do, not just completely editorialize, but, you know, so he's pretty good, pretty good journalist for, um, you know, being stuck in a, you know, a, a warehouse room with two random dudes after being clore or formed but anyway um and you know through a a religious person who wants people to reconcile which is kidnapping mm-hmm. and it's a felony but that's <clears throat> well well it, it's it's it it's like uh it's like flicker stick said you know chloroform the one you love <laughs> that's a creepy lyric wow mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm gonna look into those guys and see if they Kidnapped anyone before? Yeah, no, no, what is Jane? So. Used to be, there was such a good band, and like they just fizzled out as soon as they. They're back together now. Oh, they are okay. Yeah, yes. so yeah. Because they only did like two albums or yeah. three or whatever, and then that was. Anyway, that's that's a whole other. Yeah, that's another story. Check them out. They're yeah. a good band. <laughs> I want to buy the world a coke. That's a good song too. Um, and uh, so and before they completely reconcile, though, we get this thing. Or I don't know if it was before or after, where the reporter comes home and it turns out that her husband and son are the ones that were, you know, chained together. So does she does she know that this thing happened to them? Like I was I was not I, clear. I don't and, know. And on top of that, there is no way in hell that that could be their biological son. No, no, it's not. Because he, he yeah, looked like he was like part Asian or Hispanic. I wonder if, if, if he was like related to one of the characters. Because like, yeah, no, I'm not saying anything, but you so far you had three Asian characters in this movie. I'm not saying that's a bad yeah, thing. No, but, no, but I mean, I don't know if he was Asian or Hispanic or what he was. But it's interesting, too, though, because like the the guy who plays the dad has the same last name in real life as the twin Asian boys. But he's not I don't think he's related. 
but it's a it's a fake last name too, so it's like his stage name. So yeah, um, so they're like wrestling but, and like doing like this weird like yeah. father son, which again that would be something you would do with like maybe if your son was like twelve or thirteen, but this kid looks like he's like sixteen and seventeen maybe yeah or maybe eighteen and, yeah <laughs> or, I don't know it just seemed like something you would do with like a ten year old like that someone who's like fifteen sixteen I don't know whatever fine so they're like they're like wrestling around like you know in the hallway and. And she's like, we're, we're going to go get a bite to eat. You want to join us? And she's like, no, I'm okay, whatever, you guys. But I, I think she might know because she said something like, as long as you don't get into some kind of crazy something. I don't know what. I don't yeah, but I mean, even if she knows the, the, the connection, it's like it's like out of nowhere. It, it, it's like watching one of those movies or plays where, you know, like they reveal, they reveal the killer. And it's just like, oh, it's the janitor that we saw in that one scene who has nothing to do with the rest of the plot in the movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so then she picks up the Bible, of course, and then there's a letter in the Bible from her mom, I guess. Oh yeah, we didn't actually hear her on the phone. It was all a it was all a letter. Yeah. Yeah, so like I guess she knew that her daughter at some point would pick up the Bible. I, I don't know how she would know that, but whatever. And then, oh, it's probably just a letter that she put in there when you know she gave her the Bible, <laughs> expecting her to open oh, it up someday. You know what I mean? Right. And then basically saying like how proud of her she is, and all this kind of stuff. And then she's like, she's like crying, you know, tears of you know gratitude, you know, or whatever. And then, so I'm starting to wonder: is she the reconciler? Is is her mom the one that's done all this stuff? Like, I don't know weird and i because you know if her grandson and uh, son-in-law were like one of the first people that did this too and then it was like the detectives and then it was these two because like a lot of them have to do yeah. with like people being religious or not religious or, or according to them but no she whatever wasn't. I, 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 <laughs> I shouldn't be like dwelling on that because again this whole subplot was meaningless did not need to exist like you said, but yeah, so they finally, so like, do you want to talk about the reveal here? Because I've been talking a lot, but I think, I think yeah, so, so basically we, 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 we go back to our, 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 our twin boys and Ed and, um, Ed had had a cane most of the time and all of a sudden he doesn't need it. Uh Oh, and, uh, he unlocks the door magically and reveals that he was sent there to help all these people basically by the reconciler that he's not really named Ed and that he's not a reporter per se. Per se. <clears throat> and then um he's uh basically I think implying that he's like a like a guardian angel. Oh. Or an archangel yeah, or they... something. And then uh yeah and so basically the we it's revealed that the reconciler is God. So God kidnaps people Yes. And forces them into like a deep sleep and mm-hmm. then awakens them into like precarious situations where death is a possibility. Yes. Wow. That's that's interesting. Uh I got hand to them though. These these Christian movies are fantastic. Like like not in a way that they think they are. Like at least again they might be in on the joke a little bit. I don't know. That's that's you know I can't read minds. But like 
I mean, God can read minds. Apparently, he kidnapped people too, mm-hmm. which is you know fine. And uh, I mean, it's God. I guess God is not bound by the same laws that he gives the universe, which according to actually all the scriptures says he is bound to the same laws. And if I no matter, and uh, because it would be unfair of him to yeah. You know, to ask of people laws. something different than what he would obey. Yeah, himself. but fine. I guess yeah. if you want to, if you want to change the meaning of things, I mean, that's again, that's kind of par for the course with these people. But anyway, no matter. And uh, sorry, I'm being very sarcastic today. <laughs> and yeah, you know, so God can't kidnaps people. He reads minds, obviously reads mm-hmm. minds. Uh, and it's okay because it's God doing it. So it's not, it's not a person, not a human being, who is kidnapping these people and forcing them to reconcile. That's the thing too. So in the warehouse, it says that they have enough food for like five days and supplies. Yeah. And after that, it's it. So if they don't reconcile within five days, then again, I think if you're trapped with someone for five straight days, I think most people, I mean the vast majority of people, would probably at least fake being reconciled so they can just get out of the situation. Yeah, but if it's um, God doing it, He knows you're faking. So that's it's right. Like, God yeah. knows it, but see if it was a person, they mm-hmm. would be. If it was probably... if it was somebody with like some surveillance cameras, you know, you could probably, you know, all of a sudden you're gonna you're you're gonna become Lawrence Olivier and able to act your way out of the situation, you know. Yeah, so, like at some point you would you would yeah. learn at least somewhat mm-hmm. fake sincerity. But you can't you I, can't I really think... fool God, so it's like <laughs> No, you can't. So if God's the one that's kidnapping you mm-hmm. and forcing you to reconcile with someone that you don't want to, and you're gonna die. So if you don't so God's gonna kill you. So which you kinda guess does track to go like the old testament stuff because god kills a lot of people yeah so i guess you know that that kind of that again though if you actually talk to like jews and the rabbis they have different interpretations than the than the yeah. literal meaning so that's but that's that's it's more metaphoric i think yeah so yeah too far for the but that's the reason too why it's it's very dangerous when fundamentalist right-wing christians read the old testament it's because they don't have that same tradition of interpretation that the Jews have. So all they go by is just the literal meaning, not yeah. even translation of a text. So they, they don't even read Hebrew for the most part. So they don't know what it really says yeah. in its original language even. So they're just getting like a, a Christian, you know, translation of a text. And they're just like, yeah, it says right here in the Old Testament. It's like, yeah, okay, but what did the rabbis say about this verse? Like, I don't care what the rabbis say. I care about what Jesus says. Okay, but Jesus didn't interpret the entire Old Testament. So that doesn't like... But then they go to church on Sunday and listen to what their pastor tells them. Well, I know, but that's 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 the dangerous part about it, though, is because they're like... Judaism has like a 5,000-year-old tradition where they can get around some of these like more, I would say, problematic verses in the Bible, the Old Testament... And that way, that means that they're not completely insane, mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, it says you got to stone people to death, so we're just going to pick up a stone and throw it at someone. No. But, like, you do have, like, some, <coughs> like, theocratic Christians who are like, oh, yeah, we should go back to stoning people to death. And it's like, no. Like, it's like, <laughs> listen to the rabbis. They said, don't do that anymore. We don't do that. Like, <laughs> but yeah. then again, you're trying to reason with people who apparently think it's cool if God, nab- God kidnaps people and make some storm and warehouses so you know i don't know what to say about that but um and by the way when i say this stuff i'm specifically talking about right-wing fundamentalist christians i'm yeah. not talking about every christian every catholic every you're, you're talking about extremists more than anything. i'm, I'm yeah. yeah specifically yeah. referring to these like theocrats who believe that like the constitution should be replaced by the laws of the old a literal reading 
of a literal translation, Christian translation reading of the Old Testament. Yeah, uh, that's who I'm referring to here. Not not your run of the mill Methodist or Catholic or you know what have you. Um, these very specific, uh, you know, what they call now is Christian fascists. What they call themselves that. That's not so me be, calling them that. Before we wrap things up here, <laughs> sorry guys. <laughs> um, so there's not many reviews on the Internet Movie Database of this movie. Oh, I'm so, so surprised. Yeah. Um, there are some on Amazon, though. Um, so here's a couple of the five-star five reviews because they, they only go up to five on Amazon. <laughs> it, it, it's weird. They go up to ten on IMDb, but five on Amazon – and right. Amazon owns IMDb. So So if you want to do a half, you gotta do two point five. Yeah. To, yeah, okay. Whatever. Yeah. So I just don't know why they have two different systems of grades here. So it's like Yeah. Um so we we have uh here's one I'll just read from D. <laughs> written okay. written in July of July of twenty sixteen. A refreshing and well-done family film. This is a great movie and a great family movie. It was refreshing to be able to enjoy a solid story without without to mute out of language or fast-forward through questionable situations. If you know what, what I mean. Smiley face. Uh, okay. <clears throat> it's also a great tool to open up a conversation where maybe there has been tension or misunderstanding. To give God a chance to mend hearts. Personally, it renewed my hope in our assignment to get the word of God's love for us and for those who have yet to experience his reconciliation. Um, okay. Easily entertained. So... Um, Here's another one. Family movie indeed. This is from Terrence and Serena Hale. It's family. Okay, sure. Yeah. Kidnapping. Go ahead. It's a family <clears throat> movie indeed. I received a free copy of this movie for my honest review. I don't know what that <laughs> means. Um, the Reconciler is a great movie that kept my interest from moment one. It was cool <laughs> how some of the stories connected and the music. Gosh, it made you really think that you... We're watching a truly scary movie. No, it didn't. Um, the the ending was unexpected. It totally did. I totally did not see it coming. I did. Yeah, I did. From. <laughs> Anyways, God is mentioned in the movie, but not being shoved down anyone's throat. Um... If anything, it shows that He wants to be the reconciler and help us reconcile with ones we need to have relationships with. Mm. Yeah. Easily pleased. Mm -hmm. Um I gotta hand it to them. At least at least they, you know, at least they you know, it doesn't take much, you know, to entertain them and please them. So I guess that's you know, that's a good thing. Uh yeah. And they obviously don't see very many scary movies if which that might be a good thing too. They got maybe some innocence and some purity to them that they haven't been jaded like we have, where this was not scary at all. It was almost funny to watch. And uh and to say that 
God's not being shoved down people's throats, well, they must be, again, inundated with that happening all the time, that when they see this, this is seen as tame in comparison to what they normally mm-hmm. hear. <laughs> which, which brings me to um, the the two different covers for the DVD that I've seen. Um, it's like you show me two different... Yeah, posters for the thing, which were the covers for the DVD. One, it says The Reconciler, and it's got this ominous character in a in a hat and a in a trench coat on the bottom and then you've got you know some of your stars at the top and it looks like oh this is a scary you know um horror movie and then you have another one where you've got three of your characters at the top like smiling with this like really fancy upbeat logo that says reconciler it doesn't say the reconciler <laughs> when wow. uh and it says when your only hope is god and then it's got some random guy who's not in the movie <laughs> what on the bottom standing in front of a a road with his arms you know stretched out to the to the sky and the people in the above are like in these clouds and stuff and it's all like it's 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 like happy it makes it look like this really happy family movie yeah it's really neither one of these things no, it's not. Well, I wonder if maybe they did like reshoots. Maybe that person was in the movie originally. And no, they, I think you know. I think it's just sometimes you'll have people on posters that aren't in the movie. Just oh, okay. For, you know, he, he's just a random dude with his arms stretched open wide. That's hilarious. He's not in any of the stories in the movie. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. But it, it just makes it look like this happy family movie that it really isn't. I don't know. No, but I it, it's just it like I, I think. I mean, but I mean, then again, I mean, this movie is kind of hard to market. So it's like, yeah, how do you market this movie? Because you're yeah. trying to push like a certain particular version of Christianity, but you're also trying to make <coughs> it into a quasi suspense horror film. So like, you're pretty yeah. much like not pleasing anybody in any market with this movie, except for like people like us. Yeah, who and, watch and, these things to review, uh, and, and and all the five star reviewers on on Amazon and whatnot. Yeah, um, but the you uh, know, I wonder if they're paid to give those five stars. I don't know. Or, or not paid, but maybe. Well, like, no, I mean that this like I've looked up many reviews of like uh, Christian movie reviewers, and they they act like this is like you know like a Marvel movie or something. You know, like it's that great. You know, so. Wow. And I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Bad mouth, bad you know, low budget movies, and I, I think no, this movie, no. I think this movie has its points, and and for for what it is as a Christian movie, it it had a point, but it just didn't know how to stick that point, and there it, it, it lost its point. Yeah, and 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 the main thing is, like I said, about forty five minutes of the movie could have been cut out. Oh yeah, that was the 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 whole news reporter and Roddy Piper scenes. And um, you you could have beefed things up a little bit, or you could have made this part of some kind of anthology TV series that was like Christian based in a way. Like this could have been like an episode of like a uh, like like a Twilight Zone type of Christian TV series, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with no. a short like you know, for example, 
example, um, Werewolf by Night was only about yeah. 45 minutes long without the credits. Oh. That was fine. It didn't mm-hmm. need to be, uh, you know, it didn't need to be like a long thing. There's not, you know, you, you know, that's the problem too, is like when, when they try to stretch things out to be a feature length film, if it doesn't actually warrant that, there's nothing wrong with that. Just make a, make yeah. a, like, again, I, I know I go back to Bible, man, because I've been watching that recently just for being fun. You know, these episodes, you know, they're, like, usually around 45 minutes long, you know, 50 minutes maybe. You don't need to make, like, a whole thing out of it. Because, honestly, if you look at this movie, it's, like, two movies in one. Yeah. And uh, if they would have written better the, the, the reporter story, that could have been its own little story. This would have been a good anthology series to like air on like, you know, like some Christian broadcasting channel or something or on like, you know, like one of these faith based streaming services. Yeah. And, you know, and and you could have had two different stories. You could have even had it where the where she was married to the father and son from the one story, but they're just in two different movies. You know what I mean? And have them kind of overlap. Yeah. But the thing is, is that there were two disparate stories that didn't really mesh well together that made this movie not work. Whereas, you know, and this is this is my, you know, honest, like critical, non-cynical view of the movie. It's like I wanted this movie to be better than it was. Oh, yeah. Totally. That's, that's where I got, you know, <laughs> issues with it. It's like, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, the world needs your Christian Saw movie, honestly. <laughs> so... A like, good right. one, though. Yeah, you um, didn't do it right. You you didn't stick the landing. Like you know, it'd be really cool. It's just like you know, again, if it's saw, you know, which is like violence, yeah. they should have something something to do with like the cross and nails, where like the person, yeah, basically has to like relive like what happened to Jesus to a certain extent, like not being killed, but like you know, some somebody suffering then, like, on a cross or something. I mean, I, I could yeah, see that too. If, like, you, if you're wanting to go more of a PG 13 or something version, yeah, if you're yeah. going for like, this, saying, you know, you know, G or PG version, which we have here, you know, e- even that, you know, if you don't even go that way, if you just had more of these stories of the reconciler, you know, doing this thing, it would have made sense. And, you know, you could have, you know, maybe had all these stories kind of interconnect. They were all in the same warehouse. Something was going on. They were all going on simultaneously, you know, something that made it all work where it just didn't mesh together. Like none of the movie really fit together. Yeah. I mean, like I'll give, I'll give them some pointers here, uh, you know, free of charge. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to print out a news article and show it to everyone either. You know, about my good yeah. deeds or whatever. You know, like, you know, apparently it's supposed to do. <laughs> uh, but what I would do is I would say, hey, you know, like, because he mentioned too, of like how the movies could overlap. They should make a Christian cinematic universe, a CCU. Exactly. And, and then they have the, like, all the movies sort of go into each other and then have like their own, like, Infinity War and Endgame, which is probably like, you know, Satan or whatever. And they got to defeat yeah. Satan, you know, that kind of thing. And then, because like, like you mentioned too, like how they made those two different Hallmark movies that all they're like different perspectives of like the each yeah. sister or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's kind of that was like, you know, something unique. That was like a unique thing to yeah, do. Why, why doesn't somebody in the, you know, religious film market do something like that where I would, it would be, it would be interesting to have like a cinematic universe or, yeah. or something where they, you know, or, or like, or like I was saying, like an anthology television series, you know. It, it would it would it would be good you know and i mean i hope that maybe somebody's listening to this and gets that idea and makes something really creative and and entertaining yeah with totally. a good with a good message 
you know? Exactly. And that message is not that, you know, it's okay for God to kidnap people and yes, yes. and whatnot, you know. It's not chloroform the one you love, you know. It's uh exactly. it, it's yeah. it's more like buy the world a coke and lie here naked with my girl. You know, um maybe not for a Christian film, yeah, but yeah, but, but, um, <laughs> you know, but but, but yeah, <laughs> but, yeah I, I get the gist uh yeah. <laughs> The whole world can just be, you know, boiled down to flicker stick songs. Um, and, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> but, anyways, any, any other final thoughts here? Uh, no, just other than to apologize. You know, I'm not, I'm not making fun of Christians. Yeah. I'm just talking about, you know, the famous, <clears throat> you know, and a lot of these movies tend to cater to that kind of, well, maybe not necessarily the group I was talking about, but they do tend to cater to that kind of like very like um, strict and you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So like, you yeah, have a little bit of fun, but then to be fair, they make fun of people like me or maybe not make fun of, but they say people like me are terrible and yeah. are going straight to hell. So I think it's a fair exchange to some degree. And, 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 and again, you know, like when, when, when we're saying things, we're not talking about a generalization of people. We're talking about specific no. people. So that's, I'm know, not, I'm not at all because, un, like, again, unlike Kanye you know, and his uh, anti-Semitic, oh, of course, like anti-Semitic um, on the world, but, but yeah, um, so. I grew up, you know, after 9/11. When I grew up, I was a teenager, you know, where every everything a Muslim did was like under like a complete microscope. Oh, you yeah, know, and like if some if a Muslim robbed the bank, it was like let's go consult the Quran and see if bank robbery is okay. Like you know, like you know. yeah, and it's like you know, or where everybody in that group has to be held accountable for the actions of one person and uh you know it's like oh we're gonna ask this random guy on the street what his opinions on the situation are <laughs> right yeah no <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah um, other than that yeah. No, I'm, I'm good so yeah so um <laughs> folks you know one thing you can be a, a good message from this is you know do you know try to you know reconcile with your with people in your lives that you love you know i mean you know obviously there are some people that are beyond you know, you know, that are just going to pull you down in your life and you don't want to be around them. You know, I'm not saying that you have to, you know, forgive and forget everybody in your life, but it is a good thing to, you know, be kind to each other and, uh, you know, and try to see what we have in common as opposed to what we have, you know, differences in the world. And, um, also, you know, another good way to, you know, reconcile things in your life is to, uh, Donate to our uh, Patreon or our T Public, <laughs> and then write about it in the newspaper and talk about how much you donated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> it's okay if you show off that good deal. Yeah. Also, you know, you, you know, share our show on social media. That's a good, really good thing to do. Um, yeah. Check out all of our social media and everything. You can find it all at all two real two dot com. And uh, like I said, be kind to each other. Remember that we love you, and bye bye Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick. 
two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're gonna get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 